Hello, my lovely listeners. Welcome to episode 46 of Keep Blooming. I'm your host, Liz Montigny. Today, I speak with Laura Dominic, a certified wholeness coach and a creator of the Moms Finding Joy community. She shares what the cycle of depletion is. It's important to identify it so you can get out of it. We also talk about how trying harder is not an actual strategy. And we talk about affirmations. Do they really work? And how a bit of neuroscience can go a long way. We both want to encourage you not to make time an excuse not to change your life because you really can find joy no matter what season you're in. It's never too late. More about Laura. She is newly retired from 25 years of homeschooling wow guys, and is excited to be helping other moms learn all the things she never learned but should have. She talks about better mindset, skill building, and living a life of wholeness and holiness. So let's get growing and keep blooming. Tired of overthinking your next step? Do you want simple steps to level up your mind, body, and spirit? Or maybe you need some inspiration to reach your goal. Then you've tuned into the right podcast. This is Keep Blooming, and I'm your host, Liz Montigny. Each week, I'll encourage you to drop the hustle mentality for hope and act on the dreams God has put on your heart. Like you, I'm doing all the things as a Catholic, a wife, a mom to three boys, and a licensed Ziegler coach. So let's get growing and keep blooming. Hello, welcome to Keep Blooming. I'm your host, Liz Montigny, and today I have Laura Dominic with me. Laura is a wholeness coach, which I can't wait to hear more about that. And I, Laura, I love what you said uh, in your bio, you're newly retired from 25 years of homeschooling. That's amazing. And you're excited to help other moms learn all the things you never knew Uh, never learned, but you should have. And I think that's so actually key to finding our purpose. So I can't wait to hear about that. Uh, So you focus on mindset, skill building, and living a life of wholeness and holiness. Laura Dominic, welcome. Thank you. So excited to be here. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you're here. Tell me, what is a wholeness coach? I've heard of like holistic and wellness. So what, what does this mean? Right. Wholeness is basically um, looking at your whole life instead of just saying, you know, I'm a health coach or I'm a mindset coach. It's kind of looking at every area of your life and making sure that all the main areas are integrated. So it's nice because it takes the whole woman into consideration and not just, you know, pinpointing Yes, yes. I think that's that's super key. Uh, I like that a lot. In in my coaching practice, I use something which I'm, think, I'm sure you're very familiar with called the wheel of life. Mm-hmm. And so if you think of a wheel, there's seven spokes on it, mental, spiritual, physical, family, financial, personal, and career. And usually anything we're talking about is falling into one of those buckets. Right. So, and it is. You're, you're taking a whole approach to your life you're not, um, and I think that is really important approach. And I love being able to dive into all those areas with my clients. So I like how you phrase that as a a wholeness. 
Great. Well, if you've been listening, you know I like to root our conversations in truth, and I do that with uh, a little abbreviated Lexio Divina. And uh, I've been asking my guests to uh, pick their favorite scripture passages, and I just love what's been coming up. And Laura, you uh, picked Philippians 4.13. I have the strength for everything through him who empowers me. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> uh, there's so much packed into that one line. You know, all that we are and all that we can do is through him. He is tapping into that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we will come back to that at the end of our conversation. So tell me, how did you decide to get into this? Like that was all the things that I needed way back when, when my kids were little and when I was in the like deepest parts of homeschooling that um, I didn't know I needed all these skills and I didn't know I needed to change my mindset. So unfortunately it came, well, you know, we each have our own journey, right? So God knew the timing was right. And, uh, but it was like, I, I termed it the cycle of depletion and it was that constant Like I'd go through about twice a year, the whole cycle uh, where, you know, you just start to get overwhelmed and, you know, anything really that's overwhelming you. In my case, it was seven kids and homeschooling and all the things that had to get done and, you know, that kind of, and the lack of skills that I didn't know I needed. (laughs) So then you get overwhelmed and then you get frustrated because no one's helping you. You know, why isn't anybody... Uh, noticing how frustrated and overwhelmed I am and why aren't they doing anything? And then you start to move into resentment. Now you're resenting like, oh, look at look at you, husband. You get to leave the house every day and you get to do whatever you want for eight hours and I'm, I'm stuck here in this mess and nobody's helping me. Or look at that family over there. Look at how perfect they are. Look at how beautiful everything is. Why can't it be that way here? So you start to compare and and resent people. And then it moves into anger, right? Then you're just like lashing out at anybody that looks at you funny. Um, most likely your children and your husband and anybody else who might <laughs> venture close enough. And so I'd go through that cycle and I'd get to the point where I'd be like, just blow up because nobody understood what I was going through, right? Um, and I, you know, whatever, whatever it looked like that time, whether I left the house or went in my room or whatever. And you, then you're like, okay, I'm a praying woman. Maybe I just need to pray harder. <laughs> Maybe I need to, you know, and so I kind of get gather myself together and decide, okay, I'm going to try harder the next time. But the problem was, at least I see that now I wasn't ever changing anything. I was just saying, okay, I'll just try harder or I'll pray more or whatever, which I'm not saying prayer is not a necessary part to this, but it's not the only part as I learned. And so it literally took like 15 years of going through that and not really knowing what to change when I came across a six-month coaching program that I was like, this looks interesting. Because like I said, my son just graduated high school, so I'm all done homeschooling. And I knew that I needed to do something with my life because I had seen other people I knew just kind of flounder around for a while. Like 
they didn't know who they were or what they were going to do and all that. And I, I didn't really want to do that. So I um, took this six month, six month program through the woman's school and it literally changed my life because I knew, or I found out I needed boundaries. I had no idea what boundaries were. I needed um, how to and learn how to communicate better. I needed to be more resilient. I needed to have a better mindset uh, because I always classified myself as a realist. <laughs> and my husband was like, no, you're a pessimist. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> realist. And uh, I wasn't, I was a pessimist, you're right. But um I didn't know how to change that. And so I just started learning and digging and, and, and really a, like the light bulb went on. And I was like, okay, why didn't I learn this when I really could have used it? Like I could have taught this stuff to my kids and my kids wouldn't be, you know, having to, to learn it at this point. But I think then I wouldn't have been able to understand what women were going through if I, you know, if I knew this all along. And so I, I thought, okay, the combination of learning all this really important stuff along with, okay, now I'm kind of free in my time. Um, I need to do something is what made me really pursue the coaching realm because I just, like, I want mothers to know that they can learn skills that will help them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. You said so many great things, but one, I loved what you said with quote, try harder. You know, I think that happens to so many of us. Oh, if I just try harder, if I work harder, if I do right. this, I do that. But the problem is that if you're not recognizing or realizing certain tools that you need, exactly make a transformation then quote unquote trying harder is just going to fry you and frustrate you more right exactly I love that I love that you said that and I also love how you talk about what you call this cycle of depletion of you getting overwhelmed then it's frustration because hey why is not anyone helping you and then this resentment leads to comparison and eventually anger and total like blow up I'm curious with this cycle, you said it probably was probably like going on for years before you were finally, yes. like, I think you said 15 years before you were finally like, that's it. Right. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta figure out a way to break the cycle. But I think that's like anything, like we just have to make the choice that we know there's something wrong. How do I make a change you know, and I, the, of course, that first step is just making the choice of, yeah, I want to change this. What do I do? So I think that cycle of depletion, I love that phrase because yeah, it's so there, especially, right. especially as moms, you know, I have three boys, I homeschool one of them, but I absolutely know what you mean about this round and round we go. Right. And, uh, that's one of the reasons I got into coaching as well, because I saw where, my life was not right ordered and things that were priorities should not have been a priority, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think, you know, therein lies our purpose many times when we finally figure out we have that aha moment, aha moment. And it's like, Oh, so many women are looking for this. I can help them. Right. 
Yeah. So, you know, you said when you got into, you know, this program for yourself that you started to discover things in tools in coaching, what would you say was like some of the biggest discoveries or tools that you found that were helpful to you? Being able to know how to change my mindset was, and I mean, it has to be right there at the top because, and, and it obviously it takes a while. So you need to learn not only why it's important to have a a better mindset, how your brain works. It's so incredibly fascinating how you sabotage yourself, you know, because of how your brain functions. And uh, I found that really, really fascinating. But, um, and then knowing how, okay, you're going to keep slipping into old habits, you know, as soon as something doesn't go right, oh, fine, this is terrible. Life is rotten. Am I, I'm, why am I like this? Blah, blah, blah. But knowing that you can like having the tools to shift yourself back. Okay. Uh, like we always say, right. Awareness is the first step. I mean, if you're not aware, then, then there's nothing to change because you don't even know there's a problem. So just having that awareness of, Ooh, I just slipped back in to my negative thinking. And the, the better you get at it, the shorter that time span is between when you slip in and when you're aware of it. And then being able to, like I said, kind of just change your unconscious mind as well as your conscious mind. So I've learned a lot in that area and that's made a huge, huge difference. But then, like I said, boundaries, learning that I'm worthy of boundaries, that um, boundaries are good. Because a lot of times in the circles I was hanging around in, it, you know, no, no, give, give, give. You have to give everything. And it's like, okay, that's great. If you're doing it from a place of abundance and not depletion, because if you do it from depletion, then you're angry and resentful and, you know, frustrated and all that, that you're, it just perpetuates itself. So learning how to have boundaries and then communicate them. Cause when you haven't had boundaries forever, people don't like it when you suddenly get them. So yes, that is so true. It's really uncomfortable for them. Uh, I, I love so many things you said here, you know, when you hear mindset, you know, people often think of, Oh, you know, the positive quotes that you see flying on the internet right. and it's like, okay, that's part of it. Absolutely. Yes. We, we want to fill our minds with, with the good and the positive. I think that does make a huge difference. But as you say, if you've been stuck in a negative mindset for years, you're not going to automatically turning or turn it around by, you know, reading a positive quote, right? Um, right. You know, does it help? Absolutely. It will help to rewire the brain over time, but and, and so many of us have these movies in our mind, these negative things that go on in our mind, you know, the whole time. And, and how do we, how do we break those patterns? And there's, there's certain tools that you can use to do that. Absolutely. And I loved what you said about boundaries. Like I'm, I'm worth boundaries, you know, right. boundaries have such this negative connotation and you made an important point. Uh, and I think moms, especially women of faith, homeschoolers, it's like, I always have to be on. I always have to be giving, 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 but you 
you cannot be doing that if you're completely drained because there's nothing to give. Right. And right. no one's no one's getting a good part of you and you're just completely depleted. And and that's why I love to talk about with my clients, you know, what are the creative things that they like to do? I'm not saying that you you know how to like crochet or you're like the amazing Pinterest person. That's not what I mean. I just mean what fills you up? What right. what fills you up? Because that's how you can serve. If you're if you have a regular rest and creative routine to, to constantly fill you up, then it's easier to give and you don't have that resentment. When you talked about changing your mindset, because that kind of to me, that sounds like one of the key pieces for you personally. Yes. Um, was there one particular thing that helped you, like a, a particular tool or? Well, I think, I mean, because I started out, you know, my first introduction to it was the, they're called the affirmations or mantras or whatever, you, you yeah. know, whatever you want to call them. And I would, you know, sit there and go, okay, this isn't true. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'd argue with myself, you are resilient. No, you're not. <laughs> like, who are you kidding? Okay, stop. <laughs> so I did do those. And I did, I think they helped me to be more aware. They definitely like, so okay, maybe I still argued with them, but I was becoming more and more aware of what my thinking actually was. And so I began to be able to spot more quickly when I was thinking so negatively about anything, really. So that they, those helped in that regard. And then I learned uh, just more about your reticular activating system and how to shift your mind. Uh, Dana Wild does, she wrote a book, Train Your Brain. So I've been reading a lot of her stuff and just about how, how to work with your reticular activating system and how to kind of bolster your mood through different, different, whatever, whatever really works for you, you have to figure that out for yourself. Um, so, you know, when I'm going into negativity or, and, and I see myself just getting down on what's going on or not going on, depending on the situation, you know, what's going to help me. So I know uh, certain music will get me going uh, to think better, talking to people, being out, you know, in, outside in the sunshine, uh, going to adoration, things like, like that. So I know, you know, I've got my list. Okay. When I'm really getting myself further and further into this negativity, then I know I need to stop and, and address that. And so I'll try just different things on my list. And yeah. so then, then that gets you, okay, now I feel better. Mm -hmm. I can see more things, you know, the more you work with your reticular activating system, the, the better it works for you. And so you're, you're seeing it's matching up the positive thoughts with, with your reality. And so you mentioned Dana Wilde, which I have heard of. Um, I love Dr. Caroline Lee. She talks a lot mm -hmm. about this as well. And, and for me too, you know, when I, used to hear about affirmations. I was like, oh, that's woo woo. Like it's not going to work. Right. Right. You know, but then you do try it. And if you are consistent with the habit, it does make a difference. And absolutely. At first you feel totally cheesy and weird, right? But it does work. Another way to approach that too, if, if it's hard for you to, you know, read something 
that somebody else wrote or, or whatever is write a lie that you've been saying about your life, about yourself, and then write the opposite of that, which is the truth. And mm -hmm. just read that truth, you know, right. for at least 30 days, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. And I love this idea that you have this list of things that lift your mood or help improve your mindset. I talk about this with my clients as well. And I always encourage people have a list of like three, at least three things that are either free or very accessible for you mm -hmm. to go to when you're totally fried or when you feel yourself, oh, I'm not really going into a good place here and just do what, do them, you know, make sure that right. that's part of your routine. So I love that you said that you have that list. Yeah. Real quick. I just ahead. want to touch on, on, cause you said the, the woo woo thing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I mean, honestly, uh, so many, that's what I would have thought too. But the more, I just want to just encourage people that the more you really look into this, it it's all science bad. I mean, there's a lot of science behind this. It's not, I mean, can it get down that path? Sure, sure. But there's so much science behind you that we're all energy. And sometimes people hear energy and they're like, no, no, can't go there. But do, do the research. Yes. And, and I, that's a good point. And, and I also love too, that this is even in scripture, right? I mean, Philippians uh, 4, 8, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there's any excellence, and if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things, right? Right. So our bodies are so amazing. And if, even if we have just a little bit of understanding of some of this neuroscience, I think it's yes. also just very helpful because it realized you can start to realize, oh, I was stuck in this and, and I didn't even know, or there's a simple way to fix this. So, right, right. yeah. So talk to me when, when women come to you to, to work with you, what are some of the things they want? How do they want you to help them? Like, well, it's a lot of it has been like I keep coming up against it time and time again is they don't know how to follow a routine or stick to something, you know, it's just because they're being pulled in so many different directions, but I need a better prayer life, but I can't get up in the morning and follow a routine. I, uh, my house is a mess, but I can't find time to do it. So it's just so many people struggle with just being able to implement and stick to um, a root, a routine and habits like that. And I think a lot of times, okay, yes, you'll, you will go through seasons where that's just the way it is. It's just going to be crazy. And there's not really a whole lot you can do about it, but you have to realize it's a season. And so the other thing too, that I like to work with them on is you have to make a choice, right? You only have so much time in the day. And so you cannot do everything. And so whatever you choose to prioritize, instead of getting down on yourself that you can't keep your house the way you want it, but yet you're spending all your time with your kids and that's what you really want to do. Okay, then, then that's what it is right now. But we're so used to beating ourselves up. Yes. As women, like, no, we need to do everything and we need to do it perfectly and we need to do it now. Right. <laughs> so, right. It, that's just not possible. I mean, no, there's a quote, you know, you can 
do anything, but not all at once, you know, <laughs> it's just right. like that idea of not having a routine uh, and how that can be very challenging. And it can be very challenging to kind of set up too, because it's like, you're feeling like one more thing I have to do and being overwhelmed. Whereas something as simple as just a prayer routine in the morning, or as soon as you can do it, you know, in your day, mm -hmm. can biggest difference. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I've said this before on the podcast, you know, when I work with people who say they don't have time, I'm like, I don't believe you. Like, like I just don't believe you. Right. Like, let's, let's figure it out. Let's figure out where that time went. So, right. And, and something else you also touched on, you know, the season of life that you're in, it's temporary, you know? Yes. And so if you do have littles running around, guess what? That's your priority right now. It's not having, exactly. it's not having a Pinterest house. That's just not your <laughs> thing right now. Yeah. So much come, so much of this comes down to just making the right choice for your lifestyle, the lifestyle that you want, you know, in Tom Ziegler's book, choose to win, which I use in my coaching, he talks about, you know, asking yourself this question, is this bringing me closer to, or further from the life I want to build? Right. And I love that because you can apply that to any, anything, yeah. in life, anything, a goal, anything, you know, I think so much of our anxiety as women comes from the fact that we think we're supposed to be doing something other than what our actual station in life is at the moment. And I think there's right. friction there, right? Right. And, and then maybe you are called to really pursue something big in the midst of your family life. Okay. That's valid. Um, if, you know, if that's what God's calling you to do, then you just need to, again, figure out what works for you, what's your priorities, what's in line with what God is calling you to do. And I think that's where the whole comparison thing comes in too, because we look around and we're like, okay, but there's that family over there and they look really holy and they're not doing this. So maybe I shouldn't be. No, it's comparison is such a, a thief and yes. we need to really just and then that goes back to your worth. How do you, do you feel worthy? Have you worked on your, on your accepting your own worth? Yeah. There's so many layers. <laughs> yeah. I know when, when you start diving into all this, there is, you just have to peel, peel it all back. What's, what's a common myth that you think people have about what you do? Thing, the thing I run into the most is I, I just don't have time for this when in reality, now is when you need to spend the time doing it because the rest yeah. of your life then will be so much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I don't know, somebody else might have time for that, but I don't have time for that. My life's too crazy. And it's like, you're yeah, kind of shooting yourself in the foot there. <laughs> it is because, you know, taking the time now to tackle this is going to transform your life and make it that much richer um, right. going forward, whereas you keep putting it off, putting it off. Uh, okay. You're just digging your hole even more. Well, that, and, and like I had said earlier, you're not able to teach your kids all this, maybe a better way to, yeah. Uh, yeah. to approach things. And that's what I re regret to a certain extent is not being able to like my kids grew up seeing me this way. Well, what if I had a better mindset? What if I had better skills? What if I could communicate better? You know, 
mm-hmm. all the things that would have changed in our family, as well as now them going forward into their adult lives. And in hopefully now with that recognition of that, you know, and especially them being older now, hopefully that's just a way for you to be more open with them. Right. About, hey, listen, this is how it was, but guess what? There's another way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really, that's really key. And, and that's really where that life by design, your legacy comes in, because especially when you learn this stuff and if you can, you know, quote unquote, pay it forward, you're really changing generations. Yes. So before we hear about, you know, how to follow you and all those good things, I want us to come back to scripture. Again, uh, this is Philippians 4, 13. I have the strength for everything through him who empowers me. Uh, Laura, I'm curious, how do you share this, you know, idea theme with your clients? I think because everything, because of my faith background, I, I look at my faith as the, is the very foundation of everything I do. And so I always like to start there. Okay. Let's start building that, that foundation in your life. And, you know, it varies on where it's going to be for each individual person, but if that's where it has to start. All this change, anything I decide to do going forward, Christ is the one who empowers me to do that, you know? And so, and, and I, and that's where I need to fall back, what I need to fall back on when I'm struggling. And that's how I start my day every day. So I, that's why whenever I work with someone that that's where we're going to start. Well, awesome, Laura. So Laura, uh, you know, how do we follow you? You know, what are you offering? And, and this will all be in the show notes too, but, but tell us. I have just started, like this is going to, we're going into the second month here when we've recorded this of uh, a new community for um, Christian mothers um, called Moms Finding Joy Community. And it's, it's taking this, the concept of, I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> breaking it down into small chunks because uh, you join the community. It's a membership community, but it's, you know, basically nothing cost-wise. So it's, you know, it's, it's affordable and yet you can pop into this community whenever you have a chance. It's off of social media. So it's not that you're not going to get distracted getting to it. And um, it's a way, you know, each month we have a theme and so the first month that I started this, we are, we dealt with prayer and now we're going to move into mindset. And so it's little chunks. So it fits in your day. So you have the time to do it mm-hmm. instead of scrolling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so momsfindingjoycommunity.com is that everything else I've done up to this point has, has gone under a plan for joy. So I have a website, a plan for joy. I have Instagram at uh, a plan for joy with a bunch of underscores in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and I actually do have my own podcast. I've been taking a break lately because I've been getting this uh, community set up. Uh-huh. Also, yeah, a plan for joy. So yeah, <laughs> I've been pretty consistent. So <laughs> yes, and and that is so important because that's that's what most women are looking for. Like, where is the right. joy? Where is right. it? So so make a plan for it. Absolutely. Well, Laura, this was a pleasure. Thank you so much for for joining me here on Keep Blooming. And to everyone, let's get growing and keep blooming.
Thank you for joining me for this episode of Keep Blooming. Tune in every Wednesday for a dose of hope and encouragement. To be the first to know about my upcoming retreats and latest offerings, become an email subscriber at lizmontignycoaching.com. Have a wonderful week and remember to keep blooming.